to have a check here. I tell you what, I was telling Pam, you know, and Dave, I was so fired up. It was all I could do to stay in my seat. And I knew they'd probably call on me this afternoon, so I waited. But talk about self-control. I had to have self-control because I was so stirred up in my spirit. After listening to Mommy Pam, you know, and she was talking about Abraham. Do do y'all know how significant she said that that was probably the most audacious prayer, audacious prayer she had ever heard or read in the Bible was about Abraham's conversation with God and interceding with God. And I, I, as I was listening to her, I am, I'm hearing this and I'm saying, wow, look at God. Look at God's heart. Look at God's heart. He was going to destroy Sodom and Gomorrah. And he told Abraham, he told Abraham, I'm going to destroy Sodom and Gomorrah. Their wickedness has risen up to my ears. I've had it. I'm done. I'm done with these people. And what did Abraham do? Oh, he knew he had relatives there. <laughs> he said, oh, but God, please. What, what if, just let me, you know, what if you had 50 people? You know the story now, right? I will not destroy it if there are 50 righteous people. Okay, Lord, what if there was 45? I will not destroy it. Look at his heart. I will not destroy it if there are 45. But what if there are 30? I will not destroy it if there are 30. Are you getting the theme? I will not destroy it if there are 20. I will not destroy it if there are 20 or 10. What do you think God would have said if Abraham had continued and said, but what if there's only one? I tell you, I believe with all my heart God would have said, I will not destroy it if there is just one. And Sodom and Gomorrah could have been saved. What basis do I have for this? Well, you know, Dave was talking about if you want to understand something, you want to understand a scripture, you look at the book. You want to understand the book, you look at the chapter. Or the chapter, you, you know, the book and then the whole Bible. Well, let's, let's, I'm ready to camp here for a moment, guys. I'm ready to camp down here because because I'm staring at people right now. I'm staring at people right now who if you will have audacious prayers, you can ask God for anything and he will answer it and I'm going to prove it. I'm going to prove it by the word of God. I'm going to prove to you that this is God's heart. I'm stirred. Thank you because you have stirred me, Pam. Okay? The word of God being spoken by the evangelist, by the minister, when you have ears to hear and you have eyes to see and you have a heart to receive, God can use anybody, anything to speak to you because he's wanting to give you something. I got something today. I am telling you, I got something today, and I believe it's one of those things that will revolutionize my Christian walk and my prayer life. I I got it. You know, things, revelation is caught 
It's not always taught, it's caught. I caught it today, and I'm praying you catch it today. Okay, catch this. Jonah, let's look at the life of Jonah. God, he, God sent him to Nineveh. Because why? God was going to destroy Nineveh. He was going to destroy Nineveh. And so he sends Jonah to Nineveh. Why send Jonah to Nineveh? If he's going to destroy Nineveh, why send someone to Nineveh? Why? Jonah did not want to go to Nineveh because they killed people like Jonah in Nineveh. He did not want to go there. He fled from God. You know, he got swallowed by the fish for three days. He was in the belly of the whale or the fish, whatever kind of fish it was. He was in that belly for three days. And finally he said, okay. Now, I would have been in there a second and I would have said, okay, I'm ready. Let's go. You know, <laughs> go ahead and vomit me out, right? <laughs> but for three days he was in the belly and he got spit out on the land. Where? In Nineveh. <laughs> Number one, when God tells you to go somewhere, just go. Just go, right? Just, just go. Don't have to go through everything that Jonah went through. You're going to end up there anyway. But you're going to, you know, who wants to smell like the guts of a fish? Y'all know how bad a fish smells, right? Whew. Who wants to smell like that? Right? Just go. So he goes to Nineveh. What does he do? He preaches, repent. Repent. God's going to destroy the city. Repent. And what happened? They listened. They listened to him. They believed it was God. They repented, and God spared the city. God spared the city. Let's move on to New Testament. When they were asking Jesus for a sign, give us a sign that you are who you say you are. What did he say? No sign will be given you, but... The sign of Jonah. Okay? Repent! You know, do what it is that God has called you to do. Come on in, Pastor, Apostle, Dr. Dave Rogers. <laughs> Glory, hallelujah. Man, Jesus. Woo! I'm fired up, guys. Okay. Audacious prayer. Audacious prayer. The Bible says that the eyes of the Lord search to and fro throughout the whole earth to strongly support those whose hearts are completely his. He's looking. He's searching. Are you what he's searching for? Are you the man? Are you the man? This is the man. How many of you are the man? Who's the man that God's searching for? Who's the woman that God is searching for? His eyes, here am I, his eyes are searching to and fro throughout the whole earth. That means Ghana, Africa, guys. Okay, it means Haiti, Ghana, Africa, America. He's searching the whole earth to strongly support. Now, what does that mean, strongly support? Does that mean he's going to leave you helpless, hopeless, in debt, poor? Hungry? Thirsty? No. What about don't speak to you at all? Just, just go. 
I'm not going to tell you what to say. Just go. Yeah, no, that's not strongly support. I have, a, I have people in my life that are strong supporters. Hmm? Okay. I have strong supporters in my life. Praise God. And I appreciate I appreciate them in my life. I told you yesterday, look for people who will tell you the truth, right? I've got people who will tell me the truth. They strongly support me. They love me. They'll tell me the truth. That's a strong supporter. I have people in my life who say, I can't go to Haiti, but I'm glad you're going. Here's some money. Go do what God has told you to do. They strongly support me to go. Praise God. They strongly support me. I have people in my life who will come alongside and help me. Mom, Lauren, what do you need me to do today? What can I do to help you? Well, go do this, 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 and that. They strongly support me. You see? I have people in Haiti, they'll cook for me and all of the kids that I have there. I have an orphanage there that cook for us. They strongly support us. Praise the living God. As you can see, they strongly, strongly support me. <laughs> Amen. When God strongly supports you, that means he will give you everything you need. Everything you need. If he has to send a raven, if he has to send a bird with bread in his beak, he will do it. He will strongly support you. He will never leave you helpless. Can I prove that? Yes, I can. I can prove that. Number one, well, there's many scriptures that prove that, right? He will meet your every need according to his riches in glory. But one of my favorites, all-time favorite scriptures is this and I want you to think about audacious prayers when I when I tell you and I'm going to go into the amplified bible because I love it in the amplified bible what that does is it amplifies the meaning Ephesians 3:20 says God is able to do exceedingly above what you could ask or think something like that but in the amplified it says now to him who by consequence of the action of his power that is at work within you is able to carry out and do super abundantly far over and above anything you could ask or think infinitely beyond your highest prayers, desires, thoughts, hopes, or dreams. To him be the glory in the church forevermore. Amen. <laughs> Amen. You cannot dream too big for God. Talking about those audacious prayers. You cannot pray too big, too much, too far for God. I want this to sink in because I'm believing God we have some audacious prayer warriors in this place today. And we're going to turn you loose. We're going to turn you loose. <laughs> Amen. There is no doubt. Oh, <laughs> just so fired up. And I sought for a man among them who would build the wall and stand in the gap. 
She was talking about Ezekiel. God was bringing destruction on Ezekiel because they were well fed. They had everything they needed, but they ignored the poor. Well, further down, I think it's Ezekiel 22. Hold on. Let me tell you the truth. (laughs) I see you writing. Let me tell you the truth. Did I write it down? I did not. I'm going to give you the exact one. Ezekiel 22.30. Ezekiel 22.30 says, I searched for a man among them who would build up the wall and stand in the gap before me for the land so that I would not destroy it, but I found no one. He found no one. So what happened? Verse 31. Thus I have poured out my indignation on them. I have consumed them with the fire of my wrath. Their way I have brought upon their heads, declares the Lord. They deserved it. He brought them what they deserved. But he sought for a man that would stand in the gap for them so that he would not give them what they deserved. I don't know about you, but I do not want what I deserve. I want the mercy of God. I want the grace of God. I want the forgiveness of God. I want the goodness of God operating in and about my life. I live in a country that deserves the wrath of God. Why? Because they dedicated their country to the devil. They slew a pig on the steps of the courthouse and declared that the devil was their Lord. Many years ago, they became the first black republic. Haiti is the first black republic nation. And we've been there ever since trying to reverse the curse. Trying to reverse the curse. I'm going to have y'all agree with me. You don't know how much I appreciated those prayers this morning. You don't know how much I appreciated your prayers. And I'm going to have you join with me in some declarations in a minute of what God has put in my spirit. Because in Jeremiah 29, I know you're going to write it down. Let me get the exact one if I have it. Find Jeremiah. Jeremiah 29, 7. It says, seek the welfare of the city where I have sent you into exile and pray to the Lord on its behalf. For in its welfare, you will have welfare. Now, I was praying. I'm going to tell you, I was very discouraged about Haiti a few months ago. I was done. Emotionally, mentally, I was finished. Missionaries are packing up and leaving Haiti. Every week you see new missionaries leaving, or not new missionaries, but missionaries leaving the country. They've had it. They're done with it. And a few months ago, I, I, I felt like joining them. I was ready to pack my bags and go. I was done. And I read this scripture, and it was the rhema. <laughs> It wasn't the logos word, the written word. It was the rhema word, the spoken word of God. And it jumped off the page and it jumped into my heart. 
Pray for the welfare of the city to which you have been sent into exile, for in its welfare you will be your welfare. Whoa, that is intense, people. You don't like the welfare of your country? You don't like the welfare of your city? Guess what? I sought a man or a woman who would build the wall and stand in the gap. You have authority in the word of God to declare and for things to come to pass. Thank God for that. I'm so stirred up. I have already been doing this, but now I see. I see a different level of what God has stirred in me. I see a different level. You are not here by accident. You are not too young. There's nobody here too young. You are not too old. There is nobody here that is too old. Praise God. As my brother was saying something about my age. Anyway. <laughs> You're not too young. You're not too old. You are just right. And you are just in time. Just in time. Amen. Whew. Are y'all ready to do some standing in the gap? Glory be to God. I'm going to share with you what God is doing with me and Haiti in just a minute. <clears throat> See if there's anything else that hot off the press God was giving me. Here's another cool thing, and I don't know everything I need to know about Ghana yet, but a real issue in Haiti is that it's the poorest country in the, nation, in the uh, West Hemisphere, the Western Hemisphere, the poorest country. It is so poor. It is sickening poor. It's really bad. Now then, why is that? Billions and billions and billions of dollars have been given to Haiti in aid. Billions over the years. But yet the people can't eat. Why? All these billions of dollars. Because it's not getting to the people. It's going right here into the pocket. Into the pocket. The wrong pockets. The people who want to make their pocket thick. As you were saying. <laughs> As you were saying. They had everything they needed. They were wealthy. They had all the food they needed. But yet, they did not consider the poor. Mm. So anyway, so this nation is in such dire straits. And the government doesn't seem to care about their people. They keep the dollar, the good keeps dropping, dropping, dropping. And it's atrocious. It's sad conditions, sad state. Corruption fills every part of the country. From the top all the way down, corruption. And it's got to change. It must change. Y'all are going to help me. You're going to stand with me. Because we are making declarations. So as God started stirring in my spirit about the welfare, pray for the welfare of your city. I'm going to have some, somebody, will you mind praying in a moment for the welfare of Nigeria? Okay. I'm going to have some, uh, some people stand in the gap. I don't know how many different places we have represented here. But uh, Ben, will you stand in the gap for Ghana? Are there any other countries or cities or uh, represented here? Niger I have Nigeria. Hmm? Okay, so if you'll 
um, I want you to, to, to pray and I want you to make declarations. We're not making declarations over what it is. We're making declarations over what it will become. Okay? We, ooh, glory, <laughs> people. I'm going to pray for Haiti. Dave, will you pray for America? Okay. We got four countries represented here. At least four countries. I'm getting excited. Y'all see this? I've got chill bumps on me. Why do I have chill bumps? Because I feel God. Because we're about to stand in the gap. He doesn't have to look any further. His eyes are searching. He's saying, who? Who will stand in the gap? We got four people right here right now with a lot of supporters who's going to stand in the gap for four different countries right here, right now, in this place. Glory be to God. And I'm going to start with Haiti, okay? I'm going to start with Haiti. I'm going to tell you what I'm declaring over my country, Haiti, where I have been sent into exile. And it feels that way. I guarantee you it feels that way. <laughs> okay, y'all ready? I'm going to pray, and I'll, I'm going to pray for Haiti. I'm going to pass it, okay? I'm going to pass it. All right. This is what God is speaking to me. I've already told you Haiti is the poorest country, Western Hemisphere, corruption from the head all the way down to the feet. You can't hardly ever get anything done. They make it impossible, impossible, impossible. They charge you customs out of the wazoo. They make new laws up as they go just to put more and more and more pressure on you, just to get more and more and more money out of you. Nobody can do their job unless you pay them to do their job, which means paying them under the table. Do you understand what I'm saying? It seems like an impossible place to do absolutely anything, and it can frustrate even the greatest people of faith because it's day in and it is day out. But and it's, it's we, I don't know if you care, watch the news. We have violence, violence, violence. We have civil unrest like you would not believe. It is out in the streets. People are dying. Things are being burned and exploded. Anyway, it's crazy. Are you getting the picture? That's what Haiti is right now. But let me tell you what Haiti's going to be. And it's going to be because I'm going to stand in the gap. I'm taking, I'm answering the call. I'm taking my stand, and I'm standing in the gap, and I declare over Haiti, number one, that Haiti is a nation of peace. Haiti is not a nation of war. It is a nation of peace. I declare over Haiti that there is safety in the streets of Haiti. There is safety in the neighborhoods of Haiti. I declare over Haiti that from the highest office that there are people who are righteous, who care about the needs of the people. I, I command that all uh, that integrity will come into all the people who are in the cabinet, the senators, the uh, representatives, the mayors, all the people in all the political offices, I pray would have a heart after God that they would be surrounded by people who would speak the word of God and they would listen to the word of God and they would obey the word of God in the mighty name of Jesus. We declare it over Haiti in the name of Jesus. Jesus, I also declare that honesty, integrity, character, love, trust, loyalty will rule the hearts and the minds of the people of Haiti. I declare that the spirit of God would reside on the inside of each and every person in Haiti. I declare over Haiti that instead of trash on the streets, that they will have clean streets in the name of Jesus. I declare that there is good 
education and that there is an educational system in Haiti where every child will receive an education. Every child will receive an education, a good education. I declare over Haiti that they will have more than enough hospitals and clinics, that they will have doctors, that they will have nurses, that they will have people who are so skilled in the name of Jesus that people, instead of flying out of Haiti to get uh, operations, they'll be flying into Haiti to get operations in Jesus' name. I declare it to be so. I declare a just system in Haiti that is just. I declare that people will not sit in prison who are innocent, but I declare that there will be judges in Haiti who will not be paid under the table for their decision, but they will make decisions based on righteousness and justice and the heart of God in the name of Jesus. I declare it to be so. I declare over Haiti the media that there will not be false news and false media trying to get people in fear trying to get people to do things that are wrong in the wrong way. I declare that the media will have righteousness guiding them and directing them in the name of Jesus. I declare that there be a strong economic system in the country of Haiti, that the good will rise. Oh, in the name of Jesus, I thank you, Lord, that the kingdom of God is not dependent upon the economic system of any nation. I thank you, you can meet the need of any person who follows after you, who calls you Lord and Christ and Savior of their lives. I thank you, God, that every Christian in Haiti, that every one of their needs will be met in the name of Jesus. I declare jobs, jobs, and more jobs over Haiti. In the name of Jesus, people will be able to provide for their families. They'll be able to live and to survive in Jesus' name. I pray for a technology to come in the full force that it is already in, in Haiti in Jesus' name that they would benefit they would benefit from the technology of today in the 21st century that we would have the benefits of technology in Jesus' name. I pray for electricity in Haiti, 24-7 electricity. I pray for clean water in Haiti that people can drink it and not die in the name of Jesus. God, I pray that you would reveal in Haiti resources from the mountains to the to the soil, to the rivers, to the cities, that you would reveal natural resources, you would reveal treasures, that they would be unveiled, that would bring economic success to the country of Haiti, that they could use it to bless the people of Haiti in Jesus' name. I. Ooh, I pray, God, that the presence of the Lord would abide in Haiti, that you could enter Haiti and you could feel and sense the presence of the Lord. Father, instead of Haiti being a take, take, take nation, I declare it is a give Give, give nation. I declare over Haiti that we will give aid to other countries who have problems, who are in distress, that we will be givers, not just takers, in Jesus' name. Father, I pray for souls over the country of Haiti. I pray you give us souls, 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 that Jesus Christ would be the Lord of Haiti, and Haiti would be known as a nation whose God is the Lord, and that is Jesus Christ. I pray you would raise up inventors 
entrepreneurs to come out of Haiti, Father, that would, that would create things that the whole world needs that, again, would provide resources into Haiti. I pray that you would restore it to what it once was, which was called the Pearl of the Caribbean. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, hallelujah. Now, Father, I pray that you would raise up a prophetic voice in the nation of Haiti, raise up a prophetic voice that every person would hear the word of the Lord and the will of God for the nation of Haiti. In Jesus' name, raise up. Can you all agree with me? Everybody say, raise up a prophetic voice for the nation of Haiti. In Jesus' name, amen. Pastor Ben. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord.